Welcome to Spiritual Shit, your guide to the down and dirty of modern spirituality. This podcast is a place for people wanting to discover more about spirituality, where we can get weird about ghosts, mediumship, psychics, aliens, religion, new age stuff, awakening, ascension, star seeds, channeling, philosophy, and even dating. Some shows will be just me rambling about my mystical experiences and discoveries, and other shows will have guests to open up new perspectives and views. I hope you'll join me on this journey as we discuss and open up what spirituality in today's world really looks like. Remember to like and subscribe to never miss an episode and hit me up at thelovelyleah.com or at thelovelyleah on Instagram so we can connect. I'd love to give you an invitation to my newest program, The Empath, an empath's course towards turning inward. My online coaching program is designed to help you heal your wounds, deepen your intuition, overcome your fears, understand your sensitivities, and connect you to the universe. It starts September 6th, Sundays at 10 a.m. CST. It's a three-month program, three weeks each month, with three one-on-one private energy coaching sessions via Zoom. A Facebook community group will be where we have our weekly resources and practices to implement and deepen your learning. For more info, go to thelovelyaliyah.com slash course. And don't forget to sign up to be a Patreon to get exclusive access to my solo episodes every Thursday and behind-the-scenes goodies and extras to come. Go to patreon.com slash thelovelyaliyah to sign up. Maria Jeswin guides women to connect with the wisdom of their hearts and create lives that are in alignment with their destinies. She's gifted with the ability to communicate with your soul self and bring those messages forward to share with you. Before she became a coach, she found herself feeling trapped and unsure and not in love with her life. While she desired something bigger for herself, she had so many fears keeping her away from making those changes and creating the life she deeply desired. But after suffering a deeply painful miscarriage, walking away from her marriage, as well as her thriving corporate career, she eventually embraced that transformation and change and took intuitive action that allowed her heart to guide her decisions. Through this loss, she found herself again and birthed the life of adventure, fulfillment, and celebration. Maria's training in energy healing, spiritual family connection, and extensive self-development, she guides women to fiercely unleash the love of who they are. Her purpose is to guide women and recognize their personal power, helping them hear the whisperings of their soul and empowering them in bringing the fullest expression of the selves into their lives. Today, we're talking about how to do that despite devastating losses. Please welcome Maria to the show. Hello and welcome to another episode of Spiritual Shit. I'm your host, Aaliyah Lovely, and today we are talking with Maria Jeswin. Am I saying that right? Yeah, Jeswin. Perfect. Jeswin. Jeswin. Awesome. How you doing, girl? I am doing fantastic. I'm so excited to be here with you today. Thank you. Thank you. I'm excited. Um, <laughs> but today we're talking about something kind of heavy and we're, we're talking about loss today and loss in every facet, not just in um, the ways that we think about it primarily like death or, um, you know, things that are a bit more heavy, but also in our goals, uh, our expectations, ways in which we saw our life going that's not going that way. And uh, particularly in this year where a lot of people have suffered a shit ton of loss, uh, a lot of delay, a lot of resistance, those kind of things. Um, we're going to get into that. But before we do, kind of tell people, uh, our audience, like who you are, what, what do you do and why are you here today? 
Yes, I would love to do that. Thank you for the opportunity. So I call myself a woman's heart guide. So the work that I do is helping women connect in with who they are within themselves and help them guide their lives in a way that is completely in alignment with their own truth and their own deepest desires and create the lives that they dream of and bring those into fruition. So I use um, some energy healing in the work that I do. I use intuitive therapy. I'm connected with spirit. And a lot of the guidance that I receive with my clients is their higher selves. It's their spirit guides, sometimes past loved ones, past lives come through to really help them receive the messages and guidance that will help them move their lives forward in ways that will bring them joy and fulfillment. So really, really rewarding work. And of course, loss will come up all the time in uh, my sessions with clients as well. Nice. So what did you experience in your own life regarding loss that um, made you decide that that was something you wanted to work on with clients? Mm -hmm. So probably the most impactful loss that I experienced was having a miscarriage. I had always, always, since I was a child, dreamed of having my own kids one day. I, I dreamed about that more than anything else in this world. And um, I ended up getting pregnant with my husband at the time and my whole world just lit up. I was so excited. I couldn't believe that this dream that I had was finally coming up for me. And a couple months into my pregnancy, I actually ended up losing the child, losing the baby. And my world felt like it was shattered. I, I didn't know where to turn. I felt like I lost a lot of meaning. And that was a really difficult process for me to experience. And what it ended up being was a brand new trajectory into my spiritual path, into my spiritual journey, into my spiritual work. And if that hadn't have happened, I wouldn't be where I'm at today. And another thing that it also ended up showing me was how much of my life was out of alignment with who I really was and how I had been focusing on all of these external things to bring me joy. Like at that point in my life, I thought that a child would bring me happiness. Mm. And it's really not the best necessarily mentality to have for bringing a child into the world yeah. because <laughs> I was recreating something that I had experienced with my own mother who brought me into this world with the intention that I would bring her joy and I would bring her meaning. Mm. So it created... Um, a huge level of awareness for me, which then took me on a brand new path and, and resulted in a bunch of other changes that I ended up making in my life. Um, so I'm very grateful for it, to be honest with you. It was mm -hmm. extremely, extremely difficult, uh, but I wouldn't be where I am today if it wasn't for my miscarriage. Yeah. I think that's incredibly powerful because there is so... Um, I talk about this a lot, actually, where I talk about our society is very pain averse. 
And so when, when meaningful things happen in our life where we experience a lot of loss and or transformation, um, you know, we tend to, we, we really try to suppress how we feel about it. Mm-hmm. And um, there was a video I was watching of yours where you were talking um, about vulnerability and uh, digging, kind of digging deeper into those feelings and allowing people to see how you feel. But definitely during times of what we would consider failure or loss, um, we kind of, we diminish it, right? Like we kind of like stuff it down, suppress it. And then by ourselves, it's this massive monster that we don't allow anybody else to really see and think that we have to deal with it by ourselves. Um, it's a, it's a lonely human life in it. <laughs> Like the the way in which like perception has, uh, or at least our society has decided that this is how we should look through perfectionism or whatever. But anyway, um, so through that catalyst, like, um, I'm glad you came to that perspective. I know that's really hard for a lot of our listeners when they're going through things like miscarriages, infertility, divorce, um, you know, many of the other things that we consider that are deeply difficult. What do you think for yourself was like, I mean, you, you spoke on like how you didn't feel like that would, you would be here basically in this particular package if that hadn't happened to you. But what was the greatest lesson that came out of that for you? Oh, that is such a great question. Um, the greatest lesson was that I was focusing on the external to bring me joy, that I was not looking to myself for happiness and fulfillment, but expecting things outside of myself to bring that to me. And it really had me reflect on my entire life. I, in the years following, um, I didn't get pregnant again, despite us trying, which was another sign that it wasn't meant to be. Um, But I did end up leaving my marriage and seeing how out of alignment that was for me, how much pain there was in it, how alone I felt even in a relationship. And ultimately then also I ended up leaving my six figure corporate job, um, which on paper was a dream job. I was traveling the world. I had a big team. I was representing um, Canada, uh, the Canadian department um, globally and I could see how much that was also not who I was and how it wasn't bringing me joy. So if I hadn't gone through that miscarriage and that loss and that it was like a, a awakening for me, I woke up in that moment, not exactly in that moment. It took some, some reflection and some work um, to mm-hmm. see how much more fulfilling my life could be. As a result of that loss. Yes, exactly. I find that so I find this topic really interesting just because I've I've also suffered a lot of loss. Um I've been divorced and had a lot of a lot of life plans like go down the shitter. And um that uh that idea you said a little bit earlier, your expectation and um how for, at least for me and my philosophy, I, I'm a bit of a stoicist or Buddhist maybe, but um, that ideal of expectation and holding on to outcomes. The reason why we feel lost in the first place is often because we had an expectation that we're holding. And so when that expectation or that we don't go down that path of what we thought should have happened is creates the suffering, right? Yes. Um, but the surrender that we feel in our life application or whatever that is, 
um, allows for us to let what comes in come in. Um, so we don't feel that significant like rug pull face plant type of loss. Um, when you left your corporate job and, you know, cause there are probably a lot of people listening here who have dreams of things that they really like to do, but for fear of loss and or fear or failure, don't take those steps towards what it is they really want to see happen in their life. What, what keyed in for you that made you decide that you were going to do and take such a big risk? I know you're a spiritual person. So like, uh, work in that element for me of how you came to that conclusion. Yeah, I would love to. So in my corporate job, I, I basically had on paper everything that I thought would bring me joy, including this corporate job. And I was not feeling well when I was there. Um, I would feel physically unwell. My stomach would bother me. I would have anxiety. I would come home so drained and would just KO on my couch and binge on Netflix and just put whatever food in my mouth um, and really wasn't living a life. I would look forward to my two days or three days on the weekend and then grind it out for the rest of the week. And the work that I was doing was in um, the technology entertainment industry. Mm -hmm. And I was noticing that I was actually contributing to the issue of our society when it comes to numbing and disconnecting and mm. not being present in our, our lives. And I could feel that I didn't want to contribute to the issue anymore, that I was here to help people. And I couldn't do that in the work that I was in. So it took a lot of courage to walk away from that. It was so cushy. There were so many perks. Mm -hmm. um, I was well regarded. My ego was very happy. <laughs> <laughs> but my heart, yeah, but my heart and um, my body were not. So I made the call to leave and I, I'll never look back. Yeah. Such a transformation, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But for people who are experiencing deep kind of loss, like what, in your opinion, is like one, you can talk about your experience with it, but like, what do you advise for other people? How do people deal with loss? Like, how do we, how do we get, pick ourselves back up again when we've experienced something that devastating? Like I've never had a miscarriage, but I, I know many of my friends who have, um, it's part of the reason why I haven't made that expectation that I'll be able to have children. Um, I think I want to have kids, but I'm, I'm so afraid of feeling that devastation I've experienced watching from my friends that I won't let myself have that expectation. Um, so like what, like, how did you deal with that afterwards? How did you get to a place where you didn't let that define you or didn't allow that to take you down a different path? Yeah. So when it came to the loss, first and foremost, which what was so important, and I invite anyone going through a loss to do this, is to just be with what you're feeling, to allow the emotions to come, to move them through your body. And you can do that through dance. You can do that through running. You can do that in whatever way might feel intuitive to you but also just spending time feeling the emotions and giving yourself permission um, because those emotions need to be released from your body. And when we 
bury our pain and we bury our grief, it doesn't actually go away. It stays in our bodies and it shows up in other ways. So Mm -hmm. the only way to free ourselves of our emotions is to feel them. So that would be first and foremost, honor where you are at with this loss, be compassionate with yourself, give yourself the space to mourn it. Like you don't have to push through. I know that that's what society tells us to do. Please do not push through, Mm -hmm. take a step back, give yourself the space. So that's first and foremost. Um, that really helped me as well. And then there is a major element of reflection as to asking yourself, why has this come up? And and that won't always come through right away. Sometimes it might take some time for you to really understand that. But being in um, a state of reflection and looking at, okay, well, why didn't this child come through right now? Am I meant to be focusing my energy somewhere else? Am I meant to be starting my own business or focusing on my career or focusing on myself? Um, If you continuously say it's trying to conceive and that not working out, and I know we hear about that a lot, maybe it's also reflecting on, okay, perhaps right now isn't the right time. And can I be okay with that because we don't have control over these things we like to think that we do you know if i do xyz it'll happen you know um but there's bigger forces at play and asking yourself why has this come up for me for my greatest good Mm -hmm. so that you're not in a mentality of well because i'm a shitty person or i haven't tried hard enough or whatever it is it's really trust and punishing yes punishing yourself right we can be so cruel to ourselves Mm -hmm. so cruel um so so doing that reflection as well is is really great because loss is such a beautiful teacher to us teaching us about ourselves and our lives and of course loss can come up in different ways right sometimes it can be a miscarriage sometimes it can be a death it can be a job loss but knowing that whatever it was that was in your life in that moment was there for that moment only and that you will be so well off going forward that your life is a gift and to actually look at your life after this loss as a new space being opened up a new opportunity a new gift to create something new for yourself Mm -hmm. yeah that often is the catalyst that brings us into a different awareness to to propel us forward and and level us up in some kind of way um, I know like when there, a death happens, that's, that, that feels a little different because mm-hmm. it, it is a loss to us, but it's not personal, you know? It was just mm-hmm. time for someone to go. Um, a miscarriage feels probably a lot more personal because it's internal, it's happening in your body. Um, so that would feel, yeah, very different as well. Um, loss of job, you know, like it's, there's something you touched on and I got like kind of one of those collective messages and you said that it wasn't the right time. And I thought about that a lot because some, some of my friends who are suffering with infertility and some of my clients, um, you know, I kind of had this visualization of this soul that was meant to come in for you. 
um, or meant to come in for them and being like, you know, it's just the timing. It's just the time when they're supposed to come in. It's not necessary. You can do all the stuff and all the measures and all the things, but if it's not time, it's not going to happen. And even down to like, um, so I, I had this crazy dating exploration that I did um, it, when I, when I lived in New York, right post of my divorce. And I was still trying to figure myself out with my identity and all that shit. But, mm-hmm. um, I went on like so, so many dates and I thought purely based off numbers alone, I'll, I'll get a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah. Like I was really desperate. <laughs> like 2017 was a very interesting year with a lot of loss. I lost, um, you know, like I, I walked away from a marriage and, um, something that felt incredibly, difficult to do, probably the hardest thing I've had to do and, um, having to redefine my life and relook at things. And then went immediately, instead of feeling my feelings, I went immediately and dated everybody, you know, in Manhattan and, and Brooklyn. (laughs) And Mm -hmm. I, you know, I thought purely based off numbers alone, like I'll get some, you know, somewhere for this to work. Now, obviously I was operating out of a a vibration of lack. So I was blocking the shit out of myself anyway, complete (laughs) cock block, but there was this like, like idea that I thought, okay, if I do everything right, then I'll be able to achieve X, Y, Z. And ultimately it just came down to timing. It came down to timing. There's manifestation and there's a lot of traction, all that kind of stuff integrated into that, but you could still be doing everything right and still be in timing, like still have to wait in timing. So a lot of times people feel loss because of time. It's, it's, it is the suffering that we feel because of time. And sorry, that was like a collective message that came down um, that this idea that sometimes the, the loss that we're experiencing is, is just a weight. It's not necessarily that it's, it's not happening. It's that it's not time yet. And so some, yeah, something about that, like really rang true for me. And I was like, shit, that's, that's really good. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about that. And then thank you for saying that as well, because I had an experience right after my miscarriage where I did go to a psychic. I had maybe spoken to one once in my life up to that point. And she told me, she goes, you know, this, this spirit baby, this child um, has come in to, to show you that there is more work for you to be, for you to do and that they will return. So they're not gone forever. And that gave me a lot of peace too. Obviously they won't be returning with my partner um, or my, my old partner, let's say my ex-husband, but um, that really is so profound. And I so relate to you too on the divorce piece and leaving mm-hmm. and being like, I need to date and I just yeah. need to get myself out there. And you know, the apps really contribute to contribute to that as well right like if I just swipe through like a hundred people today at least like maybe five of them will be a match and hopefully one of those will be my person (laughs) and I think anyone who's been on the dating apps knows that's not how it goes and no that element of lack and desperation will not bring you what you want so releasing that control piece as well allows you to be in a lot more of a peaceful state, right? Just trust that it will come. Ultimately it's down to surrender because like if, if we could think about anything that we felt like we've lost besides a person that you love, because I feel like that is a little bit separate. Um, you know, we, I don't know if it's a roomy quote or what it says, um, if you've lost something, um, the universe will replace it. And it's kind of like this idea of like energy. It's, 
it's an energy doesn't go anywhere. <laughs> it always is and always has been. So when, when we lose something, there's something coming forth to replace it. It's the idea that when we have something in our hand that we're, you know, essentially holding on to and we, and we lose it or drop it, or it's been taken away, it's replaced with something else. And so, um, I find that really interesting because it is, it is a deep perception that really catalyzes transformation. Um, the loss that like I've experienced in my life always ends up catalyzing me towards something better or greater, or, I mean, even just different, like it, it allows an opening for a different path. So, um, let's, let's talk about authentic transformation. Um, when people are trying to head towards a life that they, they want to do, um, you know, in your advice, like what are ways in which they can look towards that or build towards that, um, while suffering a big loss and, or approaching that and pursuing that and then feeling like they lost it? What do they do now? Mm, I love this question. So first and foremost, when it comes to transformation, authentic transformation, because, you know, if, if you look up the transformation hashtag on Instagram, you'll see a bunch of body pictures and, you know, <laughs> I lost 30 pounds. I, that is, you know, it's transformation, but this isn't the type of transformation mm -hmm. uh, we're necessarily talking about here. So when this loss comes through, it comes accompanied with a lesson and a message for you. And it's very much connected in with your truth. So when it comes to authentic transformation, it's doing the work to connect in with who are you really? Like who are you underneath the labels, the titles within your body, right? So removing kind of all of the external factors that you use to label yourself, right? So you know, I'm a doctor and a wife and whatever, whatever, like removing all of that, like who are you deep within and what is it that you want to or feel like you want to express in this world? So when you connect in with your truth, then you will have a clear idea of what even transformation could look like for you. Um, because again, there is this, this idea that if I look a certain way or if I have a certain partner, or if I possess certain things that I will create, I'll, I will have this amazing life and I will be so happy. And from someone who had all of the things that society tells us will bring you joy, I can validate right now that they do not, <laughs> that it goes yeah. so much deeper than that. And we're all walking around and Glennon Doyle talks about this and I absolutely love it and, and use it as a reference all the time. She talks about how we all walk around with our PR representatives in front of us. Mm -hmm. So, and these are these basically images of us, the people that we create, that we feel like we need to be, to be loved and accepted and successful in this world. Mm. But behind those PR representatives are our true selves. And, and maybe that's someone who is, and I'll use myself as an example, someone who is very sensitive and empathetic. But for a good chunk of my life, I walked around with a PR representative that was saying, 
I don't get phased by anything. Like I'm too cool for you. Um, nobody can hurt me. I got this. And meanwhile, on the inside, I was still suffering. So if you can kind of take a step inwards um, and reflect on who you are versus maybe looking at some of the ideas of who others have told you you are, perhaps your parents, perhaps in your upbringing, perhaps through society, that is a really powerful um, first step in connecting in with who you are, because it's going to be tough to transform without having that knowledge. And then that vulnerability piece comes in that you had mentioned. It's, okay, well, now that I am more clear on who I am, now let me actually show that person to the world. And that's through authentically expressing how you're feeling, what you're thinking, what your needs are, taking actions that maybe terrify you because you've never done them because they weren't a part of how you defined yourself. On and isn't that the upside of loss? Like the upside, like you lose that inauthentic part of yourself. You lose your mask. Hundred percent. You do lose your mask. That vulnerability needs to come forward, right? That yeah. fragile, like the the softer side of you. Um, yeah, beautiful connection there for sure. So, yeah, bringing that forward and seeing the types of connections you can have, the increased mm -hmm. intimacy you can have. Um, the beauty that you can create in your life is, is really powerful and giving yourself that permission to just be who you are. So it's funny, you know, we use the word transformation, but it's really like a returning to yourself. Mm, yeah. Returning to yourself that, that, you know, I've had whole shows about uh, remembering who you are mm -hmm. and we get into, you know, the, the, more hippy dippy stuff <laughs> where we talk about like star seeds and and you know what planet are you from and you know what's your epigenetical yeah. trauma um but <laughs> the depth of being able to remember who you are why did you come here you know what's your mission what's your purpose and what does it look like to be authentic to that part of yourself um i, I like where you spoke about like this idea of like we what we think makes us happy and um you know i went through a major another major transformation um, this year with, uh, you know, with COVID and all the stuff that's happened. Um, but I got to this space I'm at to, of what I would consider surrender where I was like, you know, I'm gonna stop kidding myself and thinking I know what's best for my life because this idea of what, what we consider happiness is as an influence of, or influx of what we've been, um, you know, shown over and over and over, you know, like what we watch on the news, what we watch on Pinterest, what we watch, you know, listen to and mm -hmm. in, in uh, on podcasts and on Instagram, there's all these goals and things that we need to hashtag goals, you know, like there's just <laughs> so much pressure of trying to, to produce a life that we think will make us happy, but doesn't necessarily have the attributes of anything that resembles happiness. And it is this, this, we're looking like kind of the climbing the ladder, comparing ourselves, making ourselves sad because we don't have things um, you know, but like at the base of it, we're, we're depressed and we feel lonely and we feel lost and in loss, 
L-O-S-S, <laughs> we can also feel like we've lost L-O-S-T ourselves. And that's a particular type of loss too. Um, something that while you were talking, it popped in my head, the, um, you know, while we're running after those things that make us happy, we we've lost ourselves. Um, we've lost the, the key part of our authenticity. We've lost what is, what matters deepest to us instead of what matters to our image, to our PR agent, you know, yeah. um, to that mass part of ourselves. And so, um, maybe that is what people talk about when they talk about the dark night of the soul. Um, uh, for those of you guys who don't know, I definitely look that up. It's, it's a term that's basically like the, 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 the dark and depressing part of awakening, essentially. Um, when you start really getting to the nitty gritty of like the depth of like, we, well, we lost this foundation of all of the superficial things that we built up and we got back to ground level and it is something else. That is a particular type of loss too. Have you, I mean, you've, I think you have experienced that, but for you, what was that like? Yeah. And actually, if you don't mind, I'd love to just talk a little bit about COVID and, and the pandemic that kind of has come through and that really bringing up a lot of self-reflection for people. Yeah. So losing what you know as your normal life, mm-hmm. right? Like every single person on this planet, collectively, we've gone through a dark night, night of the soul in this whole experience. You know, we feel like we've lost our freedom. Some of us may feel like we're unsafe. So there's a lot that's come up around that. And what, how I see it is a really beautiful opportunity to reflect on like, okay, well, what's not working in your life and what do you really need? Do you mm-hmm. really need, um, you know, all the things in your place? Do you really need a ton of social time, even for example, or are you craving nature? Like maybe you actually need to spend more time in nature. So there are so many things that, that come up in that. Um, also people are facing, their relationship challenges, their family challenges, because everybody is together in their home and being forced to look at that. So there's so many opportunities for growth and for shifting and for transformation within that as well as a collective. And we're seeing a lot of collective movements coming through as well, which is really beautiful. Um, But then answering your question about the dark night of the soul, you know what, to be honest, I feel like I call that in on a pretty regular basis. Me too. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Let's talk about that. Yeah, let's talk about that. So when we go into our darkness, right, and our pain, then we are able to project or not project, but like project even further into the light. And that's a very broad way of saying it. But I go into my pain all the time. Like when Mm -hmm. I feel my sadness coming up, when I feel my self-loathing coming up, it feels like shit, but I'm like, I'm going into this. Like I got to feel this. Like there's something there that has been impacting my life in some way for the past 35 years. So let's Mm -hmm. be with this. Um, and even though it's uncomfortable and even though it feels very, very low, I allow myself to go there because I know that there's growth within it. I know that there's a shedding that happens. I know that there's a releasing that happens. So I don't know if there are people out there who are always happy. I would highly question that. I think everyone is on this bit of like, uh, 
roller coaster, I call it, where you have your lo- your highs and you have your lows emotionally as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you aren't, maybe you are numbing some of those things, but I, I wholeheartedly embrace it, even though it's painful, like let it come. Yeah. Yeah. That's interesting. Cause I hadn't really thought about that pre-interview, <laughs> the grieving <laughs> of the loss of normalcy. Like, that's interesting. Like, let's just sit with that thought for a second. Cause you know, the obvious losses, like we listed at the beginning, but like, even, you know, right now people are grieving the loss of normalcy and having some kind of a lot of kickback around that feeling of, you know, not having their old life and then having to pivot and whatever that looks like. And sometimes that means a life without being able to see your family or your friends or, you know, other people that you love doing things that you remember that you love doing that that are not available to you anymore and having to rework what life looks like. And that being an incredibly daunting task, incredibly. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember during COVID where (laughs) I went over for Easter from, to see my, my family and we couldn't touch. We had to do the social distancing thing. And um, I was taking pictures of them because the girls had gotten all dressed up. My parents uh, have uh, four adopted small children. And so anyway, I, I went that. over there and Lexi, um, she comes up and she's like, can I give you a hug? And I'm like, no, uh, you can't. We, uh, I'm sick. And my dad was like, don't put that on yourself. <laughs> it was very much like he's who I learned, um, you know, words like don't use these words, don't claim certain things. Anyway, um, and so it's like, like, you know, I don't know what to keep do to keep her from coming up here, but I was, my, my soul felt crushed. I couldn't hug my little sister and her feeling looking like she looked rejected by my dismissal of a rejection of her uh, bid for affection. And I, I was like, this is the worst pain I've ever felt. Um, even at the end where she said, I, I kind of teach her some French phrases and um, I was getting ready to leave. And she's like, Merci. And I'm like, Oh my God. <laughs> I can't handle this. Um, so the loss of normalcy. So like, what do you, what do you advise for people? I mean, I know for myself, like it, it, it took full surrender. It took full, like, all right, this is what we're doing now. Like stop wishing things used to be in the good old days and last year and get real present with what's happening now. Um, but for you, like, what did that look like? Or how do you advise people on that? Mm-hmm. So definitely being in a space of gratitude for what you mm. do have, because when you lose something, right. Mm-hmm. And losing normalcy, like you keep, you can keep looking back and being like, Oh, well, when that person was around or when I was pregnant or when I could go travel the world or when I could hug my, my family or, or whatever it is, like you keep looking back on that and it actually takes you out of the present mm-hmm. moment where there is still so much to be grateful for. You know, we still have this beautiful planet. We still have access to nature. We can still connect with our family and friends. Um, Perhaps, you know, if there's been a job loss in the process, this might be an opportunity for you to look at like, okay, well, what do I want to do? So many people are starting businesses right now. Mm-hmm. Um, so many people are really dealing with their relationship stuff, sometimes acknowledging that, yes, this is a re- relationship for me. And sometimes, no, it's finally time for us to part ways. And I've, I've heard this of people who have been together for 40, 50 years. Yeah. Um, that doesn't mean 
that that's a bad thing. It just means your life is progressing in a different direction and letting go of the past and what was and refocusing on the present is really beautiful. And knowing that some of these things you will have access to again, like travel and, you know, at one point nobody could even go on hikes or anything like that. Like, Mm -hmm. but those things will return to you. So like, can you approach everything now that you do get access to with immense appreciation, Mm -hmm. right? Like in some places you can go sit in a restaurant or on a patio. Can you like, how amazing is that? Two months ago, you were in lockdown in your home. So I think it's just being in whatever is going on right now, seeing the good in it. Um, and asking yourself like, okay, well, what do I actually need? And, mm-hmm. and what does actually bring me joy? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's important to note, uh, just in case people are thinking like, okay, that means be positive all the time. That's not what she's saying. Um, it's, it's not no. <laughs> toxic positivity where you're not acknowledging what hurts, but um, getting to a space where you can be gratitude or uh, grateful for what has come in or what you do have access to. Um, it's been very humbling. You know, loss makes us very humble. Uh, we really have to kind of dig into, um, you know, back into our expectations and what we've built for our lives and reassess. It gives us time to reset. Um, while you were mentioning traveling the world and stuff, I'm sitting over here crying because I'm like, <laughs> I wasn't crying, oh, no. but like still, still feeling very sad. Like I, I am so itchy for travel right now. And this is probably the longest amount of time that I've stayed in Kansas City in the, probably the last 10 years. Wow. Like I have been up and down and over around and to sit so steadily and be so rooted and grounded has started maybe this week to feel really uncomfortable and at first it was like, okay, I can get a break and everything's good or whatever. Now that we've really gotten to a rhythm, I'm like, I fucking miss my old life. <laughs> <laughs> I miss traveling. I miss like all these places. I love the airport. That sounds stupid, but I, I love like people watching at the airport. Cause I'm like, Ooh, where are they going? And where are they headed? And Ooh, they're headed to Morocco. And like, you know, like I just get excited about that idea. Um, I'm a nerd, but I know. I love that. (laughs) There's this, there's this idea, but, but, but in all of the loss that I've suffered, there's been so many other things that have, that have come in and replaced it. Like there are new people in my life that I'm just ecstatic about. And there are different experiences. My job has completely shifted and changed. I know that's happened for you too. Like there is, there, there have been, if we, like you said, if we're not in the present, we will live in the past and miss what's happening right now. And in the midst of our loss, we won't get to see what we've gained. And mm-hmm. I think that's maybe kind of the point, like in the, this kind of teeter totter between loss and gain is that in the midst of our loss, like will early right after, will we, will we be present with ourselves to see what it brings up? Like we gain perspective, we gain wisdom, we gain knowledge, we gain new experiences when something's taken out of our life. Um, I know you do a heavy focus on divorced women. Um, what's the primary thing that comes up for them in that loss? Oh, well, a big part of it is a feeling of failure. Hmm. Like, you know, anyone who's been married for the most part, you're, you're committing to the rest of your life. So first and foremost, it tends to come up as 
I've failed in some way. I've failed this person. I've failed myself. I've failed my family. Maybe I've failed love. Mm -hmm. Um, And that can be very, very difficult to experience. Mm -hmm. And that grieving too of what was like, okay, this marriage is over now. What I thought my future would look like is no longer going to look that way, at least not with the people. Mm-hmm. or not with the part with the partner that I had. So there's a, a also a loss of self-definition. Like who mm-hmm. am I if I'm not this person's wife or um you know uh the whatever whatever it is like the family mm-hmm. structure that you have created and figuring that out for themselves as well and how am I going to manage on my own? Mm-hmm. You know? Um so there's all kinds of things that come up for, for divorced women. As you know, a lot of facing your fears and, and something that you had mentioned um, earlier that brought up um, something that I want to bring up is being willing to be uncomfortable. Hmm. So in terms of what's going on in the world right now, in terms of um, also if you're walking away from a marriage or, you know, if it, it ended in some form it's being willing to be uncomfortable in the newness of whatever it is that you're experiencing Mm -hmm. so even though it's different um, and it will encourage you to take new action and make new choices and perhaps be more self-reliant in some ways if we're talking about a divorce like just be willing to be in that versus seeing discomfort as something negative Mm-hmm. It's being uncomfortable in the newness of it and learning how to navigate things from um, a different perspective and from a, a space of self-trust. Yeah. Be willing to be uncomfortable. That may be the biggest ticket item <laughs> in dealing with loss because it is it is that re, you know, like in that reset like you're, you're having to pivot and change your direction, going down a different path that you're not familiar with. And while that can be scary, can't it be exciting too? Like, uh, I know that from, for me in that process of, um, you know, my own divorce and other losses that I've felt, um, it was interesting to see, like, for instance, I lost my dog and she was the fucking like soulmate of animals, you know? Um, I kind of feel like she's around still, like every once in a while, I feel like I hear her feet on the floor. Um, ghost dog, you know, as next episode, but <laughs> there's just this. <laughs> she's with you. She's with me. Yeah. And, and I loved her so much. And so when I, when we lost her, it was, it was the timing of it that felt really peculiar. So I had gone to New York to find our apartment and um, in, in 48 hours, I had to find an apartment, which is almost impossible somehow I managed. But the, wow. and all the criteria that I was looking for was making sure that there was something good for her. And I was like, okay, it's got to be on the first floor or have close access to stairs or elevator. It's got to be this, da, 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 <clears throat> far from the train, whatever. And so when I, when I got back, um, I was on the plane and uh, when we landed, I took, took my phone off of airplane mode and I had like several missed calls from my ex and he called me, he's leaving messages and saying, Hey, she's having a seizure or she's having this and da, da, da. And I'm like, shit, 
okay, um, I've had dogs my whole life. I know what's happening. And so he's telling me about what's going on or whatever. He's like, no, I think she just might have, you know, like an inner ear thing or whatever. I said, she's having like an aneurysm or uh, some type of uh, hemorrhage that's happening. And he's like, no, I don't think it's that or whatever. Like just trying to keep him positive. And so I'm like, how, how, how much faster can I get home right now? And so my plane, the airport's about 45 minutes from where I live. And the fucking uber driver that i was with was driving the slowest possible like i just it was like have you lived in kansas city ever like he's like i lived here my whole life and i'm like come on let's go and so we get there he takes a wrong turn or whatever and i finally get there and she's still in this seizure type of state and i i run upstairs and <clears throat> sorry this, this still makes me sad oh gosh um she her her tail starts wagging you know, like she knows it's me and she came to like out of snapped out of it for a second. Cause she's like, Oh, mom's home. Um, even though she's probably experiencing an immense amount of pain. And so I don't have to go through the whole talk or process of, you know, telling what we went, uh, once we had to go to the, uh, veterinarian place, but, um, it was, it was one of the greatest losses of my life. It felt like I lost my kid. Um, gosh, this makes me so emotional still. Wow. Honestly, um, I can only imagine because my dog is my world and oh, my life. Um, it was, it was, yeah. it was a lot. So, but in that process, I think she knew, like she knew that me and <clears throat> me and my ex were getting ready to end our relationship. And one of my thoughts were, <laughs> which this sounds dumb, is like, okay, when I finally leave this marriage, how are we going to deal with? you know, her going back and forth or like, where's she going to be able to be or, you know, whatever. Um, just trying to think about her care in the midst of me trying to decide to leave my husband. Um, and then in addition to that, knowing that like, okay, this New York would be a new chapter. And I've heard, um, you know, I had to do like in my grieving process, I was looking through a lot of things that say dogs know when there's, you know, it's time for them to move on. And like, you know, usually like someone gets pregnant and their dog dies, you know, stuff like that. Like they, they leave. And, I, you know, that crushed my heart because I was like, no, we had space for you. Like we were, I, I bought, I got this apartment so you could be comfortable. Why did you leave? And feeling, feeling that immense amount of loss, um, you know, through the process of, of not having that companion there anymore, but knowing that ultimately that next year, like, I'll never say that there was a good reason that she died, but knowing that that following year, there was so much transformation that happened in my life where things completely turned over and I would not have had the focus or freedom if she had been there and perhaps may have prolonged me leaving that toxic situation or, you know what I mean? Like it would have been harder to find apartments because you had to have a dog, you know, just a lot of those things. And so while I still don't think it was good that she left, I could see that there was a, there would seem to have been a reason that she knew that there was going to, it was going to be harder. Mm. So that's, that's still, I'm still even processing that. That was four or five years ago. But in, in, in looking at that, um, I had like, I had to, I had to look at that loss and say, okay, okay. Even, even when you lose someone close to you and knowing that the timing, we talked about timing earlier, that there's a time for everything and death is a part of the process, a part of the life process, a part of the human process, a part of the human experience. And when we, when we deal with loss, um, whether it be a loved one, a job, a, a miscarriage, an expectation, a boyfriend, whatever it is, these things are moving out of our life because it's time for us to move on. 
mm-hmm. and it's time for us to move forward. And we have this experience and the way that I look at it is we have this experience that we come in for, uh, in this process of this life to expand our soul. And at some point you're, you get in a comfort zone and you get in a groove and they say, okay, it's time to keep moving. And that's where that pain comes in, that catalyst to move you forward. There's a meme that runs around. that's like, um, I had to make you uncomfortable. So you would move. Well said. Well, said. well thank you. <laughs> <laughs> um, so last thing, like in, in this process of loss and in the process of, you know, people having, you know, learning how to return to themselves, what is the primary at least you can say for yourself, you can speak for yourself, but the primary benefit to really digging in deeply and rediscovering a new path. Mm. What it allows you to do is understand yourself on a much deeper level. Um, This heartbreak that we experience through loss is an opening within ourselves to feel some of our deep pain that you feel, even that's not necessarily associated with the loss, like it all comes through. And that is an offering to you. It's a gift to be like, okay, now you have this new level of awareness within yourself you've you've done hopefully you've done the healing work and and been with it and sometimes this can take obviously years sometimes a lifetime to heal all of that and that's completely okay but it's you've now accessed a deeper part of yourself and that is such a gift and um seeing what opens up for you in that process and it's okay if you don't know right away it's okay if, if you don't fully understand it. Just take care of yourself. Be your own best friend, your own nurturer, your own lover. Um, turn to for support wherever you feel called to and allow it to be um, a gift for you to see that you know what's best for yourself in this life and that you now have space to explore that even further beautiful beautiful maria thank you so much for being on the show um please tell everybody where they can find you yes thank you for having me um you can find me on my website mariajeswin.com you can also check me out on instagram or facebook at maria jeswin so that's J-U-Z-W-I-N. <laughs> cool last name. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> awesome. Well, I hope you guys got as much out of this episode as I did. Um, make sure to check out her links and buy her shit. I always say that. <laughs> buy people shit. <laughs> Support people. Good people. Um, in addition to that, if this episode spoke to you, please share it with someone that you love and make sure to rate and subscribe so you never miss an episode. We'll see you in the next one. Bye. Bye. Interested in becoming a client for energy coaching? Find me at www.thelovelyalia.com to read more about what I do or hit me up on IG at thelovelyalia for daily content and inspiration.